So what's it like to work with uh, engineers as cool as Nikita and experienced as Nikita on the product? That's really great. And, and at the same time, it's complicated because they have different ideas about how to make something better and how to improve the stuff. And they're like, we can do it this way or this way or that way. We just need to decide. And then like, oh, come on, maybe we, you can at least say what is faster. And they are just, mm, doesn't matter. We can do it everything very fast. <laughs> you just need to discuss with product owner what to do. And we were like, okay, <laughs> we can do something. Awesome. All right, well, this week, welcome to Ship It and Sip It, everyone. This week, I'm here with Ksenia Saganok. She is a business analyst with our team. And she has just returned from Georgia, where we have a pop-up office that's been going on for almost a month now, something yeah. like that. The second group of workers is there now, and they're enjoying a two or three-week three-week three uh, work away in Batumi on the Black Sea coast of Georgia. So we're going to talk about that for sure. But to uh, hydrate for this evening. We have Georgian red wine, which is a classic, Saparavi. How did you like the wine in Georgia? There was really great one, and there was terribly disgusting one. Uh, it's like they have all kinds of wine in Georgia. <laughs> Mostly uh, tasty one. Cheers. Cheers. Mm, that one is nice. Yeah. <laughs> I got the chance to travel in Georgia a couple years ago, but I was only there for a week. Uh, so it was kind of a whirlwind tour. What was it like to stay there for a little bit longer and also work there and, you know, have, a, think, have uh, a normal life there? Uh, it was like, perhaps I saw less than you did in a week because you had the whole week to see Georgia and I had one weekend to uh -huh. see Georgia. <laughs> uh -huh. That's very interesting experience. Uh, it's more like... We were not normal tourists when we were going somewhere and uh, citizens of Georgia were asking, how long do you stay here? What do you want to see? And we were like, oh no, we are working. We just uh, see something in the evenings and we go somewhere only on weekends. Yeah. And they're like, mm, wow. <laughs> you, came, you came to Georgia to work? This is a terrible decision. No, they were, everyone, Everyone was uh, telling stories about somebody coming to Georgia, seeing how beautiful it is, and buying uh, apartments in Batumi and staying there for years. <laughs> right, right, right. So uh, t were you tempted? No. No. <laughs> uh, I've seen a couple different startups and, and places use the term workcation, which kind of is cringy to me. It seems like you're taking the worst of both things and, and combining them into one. So just paint the picture for us and maybe for our teammates who haven't gone there yet. What was the office set up like? Uh, what was it like to work there? Was it fun? Was it productive? Was it interesting? All right. So I thought before going there, I expected that we will not be working much there because anyway, we're somewhere with a group of colleagues and we will be like drinking wine and swimming in the sea, but really worked more than I thought we will be. So it was like we got up in the morning, went to the beach to swim for half an hour, for example, and then coming back, having breakfast and starting to work. And it's like normal working day, but at lunchtime you can go to the beach again. 
But it was really like, either you can go to the beach or you can grab your lunch because you don't have time for both. <laughs> so it was like, okay, something one. And uh, then back to work. And in the evening, enjoying Georgian foods and wine and uh, having long walks uh, around. It is fun to work in these circumstances. Uh, Liana Grechis, for example, she had uh, some meetings. At the same time, we were having party because Emil had his birthday. Mm. And she was at the same time at the party and at the meeting. And we were, we were feeding her with fruits because she could not ta- take fruits by herself. She was <laughs> handling the laptop. <laughs> Sounds fun. So what was Batumi like to live there? Tell us a little bit about the city. What's the... Oh, it was like, we, we didn't really live in Batumi. It's uh, Gonia. It's a small village nearby Batumi. The beach is much better in Gonia. So it was really great that we lived there. And it's like any other village you can expect in Belarus, for example. But they have uh, mountains yeah. and the sea. And That's the... the and, uh, oranges that are growing on the mountains. <laughs> that's that's the difference. And Batumi seems to be very a huge mix of everything. They have business centers, very modern and bright and beautiful, and they have cool cars in the center. And at the same time, some Soviet buildings uh, with things on the ropes, uh, hanging out, uh, all that stuff. So it's like mix of absolutely different styles. So would you like to do something similar to this again? And would it be Georgia again? Or would you have some other ideas of places where you think this setup style could could be replicated? Oh, I think this is great. And I would do this again without any hesitation. It's not a rest. I cannot say that I got some rest from there. Perhaps I got more tired than I was before, but that's great to see some country. Maybe you won't go there by yourself. And anyway, you are in different circumstances. So, and for me, I like Europe. So I wish I could go to Europe to stay there and work. I mean, France or Portugal, (laughs) something like that. But really any country, any country is great. Going somewhere... Bali is perfect. Bali. Bali is far. I was thinking more like Cyprus or like... Cyprus is okay too. (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit about one or two highlights from from the time in Batumi? I saw the video of you guys in the the botanical gardens. That looked like a fun day. A little bit wet. (laughs) (laughs) Terribly wet. We always got wet in Batumi. That was... There were so many jokes about sunny Georgia. Right. Uh, and it was not sunny at all. It was raining every day, I swear, every day. And Botanical Garden was so nice, uh, very beautiful, like being in a Lords of the Rings movie. Elves, perhaps, are believing some, somewhere there. Oh, yeah. I saw them. I made friends with them when I went. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I believe you, yeah, really. And it was, but it's huge. And we were walking there for the whole day. And it's far from Batumi. A little bit, you need to drive there. And it's like, it was a little bit raining and we we saw the exit and we're like, oh, this is exit, we should go there. And then it starts raining, like you cannot see what's happening in one meter. And we're like, "Mm, what should we do? 
we we tried to wait for like half an hour. Uh, we found a place to hide, and then we decided, okay, it doesn't get better, so we can stay here for a week. No, we should go. <laughs> Do you have any advice for people that are preparing to go for for the same sort of experience? You mean to Georgia or uh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, wear the swimming boots because the, the beach there is terrible. <laughs> there are stones on the beach. Oh, yeah, and it's quite rocky. Yeah, so it's much, much better if you have the boots. <laughs> wear swimming boots and take a raincoat, maybe? All right, let's take a little trip back in time to your early days at Parallax. Mm -hmm. You joined in March 2020. Yep. That was an interesting time in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. I joined on 16th of March. Right. That was the first day Parallax started working from home. Yeah. And I was like, I worked from home for 10 years. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh, I'm coming to the office. I will work from the office. And I come to the office and office goes home. And I'm like, oh my God, what's, ho what's happening? Yeah, I remember your, your plus one video that you did, your interview with Ksenia as well. Um, you said, where are the people? Yeah. <laughs> um, so describe that onboarding experience a little bit. What was it like uh, to come into Parallax in such a time of change and also to come into a tech role uh, as a business analyst? And just for context, you were a... Journalist, journalist uh, for, for a while before you started as a BA. So yeah. what was that like? Uh, I have no idea about how Parallax lived and worked before. Yeah. Uh, so it's hard to you know, compare. For me, it was terrifying experience because I was like, oh, I'm absolutely stupid. I don't understand what's going on. The first daily meeting at Golands. Uh -huh. It's fintech project. They have uh, you know, payments, uh, all, all that stuff. And I was like, what are they talking about? <laughs> I don't understand any words from what they're saying. <laughs> and I'm a business analyst here. I'm like supposed to understand this stuff. Yeah, it was sad that there were no people in the office. Like yeah. a very, very, very small amount of people. Yeah. <laughs> That were the main impressions, I think. So you were terrified and alone. Yeah. And you're still here. Well, <laughs> congratulations. Uh, you, you've clearly overcome those two feelings uh, a little that, bit. That's, uh, because, that's because of Irina. It was like, yeah, sure. Right. So tell us about Irina. She was the other business analyst on GoLance. And she was your mentor, is your mentor, uh, helped bring you into the team successfully. So... You were terrified. What did Arena do to, to make your transition yeah, productive uh, and smooth? She she helped. She, uh, she, she still listens to me when I tell her that I'm stupid and don't understand anything in the business analyst work. When I was coming to Parallax, I said that, guys, I don't understand how this field works. Uh, I don't have any experience. I had like business analyst courses and mm -hmm. I was totally junior. Are you absolutely sure you understand what I, you are doing and that you need to spend a lot of time with me? And they were, Ksenia and Irina were, okay, yes, we understand, yeah. we will do it. And Irina, she was like, for the first week, she was just telling me absolutely everything. 
if you cannot tell to a baby what you are doing, then you don't understand exactly what you are doing. Right. She was like explaining me how fintech works uh, mm. when I didn't understand it at all mm. and API calls, for example, <laughs> and all that stuff. It was at the same time, very quickly, when she noticed that I understand something, then she stops ex explaining this part and gives me an opportunity to solve some problems by myself. Golance is one of our like longer running, bigger projects, product teams here. Um, anything else you can say about your early days there and how you sort of adapted, sort of adapted to the the team, the project, the your role within it? <laughs> it's like everyone on Galance is understanding that this is a huge and complicated project. It's really a super cool team. Golancers, uh, if you worked for Golance once, you are a Golancer for the rest of your life. All team buildings include everyone who have ever worked uh, for the project. And you guys have cool team buildings. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like they were really helpful, uh, even though they were working remotely. Mm. And I, Ilya, I think, was working from the office sometimes. Mostly I didn't see guys for weeks, I think. I, like, I, I joined in March, and perhaps in May or June we had first team building. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, this is how Nikita looks like. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> but anyway, they were really helpful and really nice in communication. And that's a very, very supportive team. And the team that is really involved in how product works, product team, right? Yeah. Uh, so everyone was suggesting something or having some ideas. They reviewed documentation. I know that that's not very common about, about developers when business analysts writes requirements and gives to the team for review. Everyone just always says, okay, everything is okay. Mm -hmm. And then Glance, no, they will leave you like 17 comments and asking, why maybe we don't need this button, maybe we don't need to make it this way and want to make it that way all. And that's why I didn't feel alone uh, solving all these questions because I knew that the team is nearby and they have some answers at least. Yeah, I think that's a really important part of coming into any new role. It's not just that you need feedback and you don't need the dev team to say, okay, we'll do it. Okay, we'll do it. Like it's better to have some back and forth, some constructive criticism, some consensus building in order to improve. And in order for you to know that you're actually doing, like you're on the right path, but you still make mistakes, but you're learning. Like, sounds yeah. like yeah. That, that's very good. Golance, since it's such a longer, more established uh, project and product, I wonder, what you could say is very different now that you've been on paperclip for six months? Oh, no. no. Almost for a year. Almost a year? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you've been on paperclip for a year, but you guys started with a very small team. The product didn't exist. What was different about starting a product from scratch versus your role in, in Golance? Oh, that's, uh, you know, very different feelings. When Golance is something that just exists mm -hmm. and you try to understand how it works, mm -hmm. I don't know, like a very huge cat. He just doesn't care about you a lot. He, he, just, he, he just is you know, <laughs> sitting on your table and you can do nothing with that. He's like, all right. Paperclip is more like 
a baby. I think maybe the same approach as uh, Sergei Strelenia has about Galanz, because he has been working there for years and made a lot of stuff there. And for me, Paperclip is like my baby, because there was nothing, absolutely nothing, and uh, we started from the very beginning. And it was pretty easy Mm. to start. You don't have any complexities. You don't need to think about different parts of the system, because there is no system, and you're just building these parts. And now, paperclip is pretty complicated with accounting logic and with lots of connections inside the system and integrations. Uh, but we build it everything, and I know how it works. Right. So, like, I know every connection. I might forget something, but I know where to go and have a look. It's more understandable for me. That might be a good point, place to ask you. Um, sometimes the clients and the founders that we work with, they ask, why do I need a BA on my team? I just want to make this MVP. I just, I just need a developer and a designer. Or I have a designer, I just need a developer. Just make this thing, make this app. Why, why do I need a BA? And, and maybe you have a message for, for those <laughs> prospective founders. Yeah, BAs are needed for everyone to have a chance to review documentation after you know, afterwards, because uh, you might have an understanding what the system should be doing. When the project is just starting, it seems to be easy. It's very important for the long-term progression of, of the product rather than just short-term. Uh, for short-term, it's, I think it's really, if you want to make an MVP that will never develop to something more, yeah. you don't need a BA. And just do it. Just uh, sign up, sign in, and uh, sending e- success emails. If you need this website, you don't need a VA. <laughs> but if you want to make something else and right. to, to make it grow, uh, you need the VA from the very beginning. Let's shift from advice for founders to advice for people who, who may be in a similar situation as you were before you came into Parallact in another industry, in another role, and saying, hey, I think I would be good at working in a product team or a startup or an agency setting, and I want to break into tech, as they say, and maybe I could be a BA. Um, what, what advice would you have for those people? Maybe some resources, maybe some just general advice? I have general advice. Okay. Guys, everyone thinks that they are stupid. No problem. <laughs> It's the, for me, it was very helpful that Irina has also shifted from absolutely different sphere. Mm-hmm. And she had this experience, experience of having worked for years in one sphere and then coming as a BA and understanding nothing. So when I was crying like, oh, I don't understand how everything works. I'm so stupid. I'll never make it. She was like, oh, I did the same for my first couple of weeks. <laughs> Just wait a little bit. And I have a friend of mine. She's... Uh, she worked as BA, now she's project manager in other company. She also had the same experience of shifting from another sphere. And it was absolutely the same. Like being afraid you cannot make it, uh, learning crazy many things for um, like each day because you need to understand a lot. And you have these gaps uh, that, for example, developers who shift to BAs don't have. And you need to understand at the same time how developers work, how the sphere works, and how a domain works. So many, many things. And at the same time, you need to learn how BAs work because you're not very good at this as well. It's really helpful when you have 
France with this experience. Not yeah. only guys who've been studying in uh, how it is in English, Suir, uh, the oh, university, state technical university, university, right, and, and been technical in technical university, and then working as developers for the whole life. It's like their experience is not very relevant. Let's talk about user stories a little bit because it's an important topic in product management thought leadership, all that stuff, product thinking. Uh, so how much time do you actually get to spend talking with users, usually? No. Do you ever? Uh, um, no? Uh, you just write generalized stories about them, but uh, where, do, where do you get the material? How's the research process look like? Uh, it depends uh, Depends on the project. Like For example, on Paperclip, we have founders and product owners who use the project by themselves. So they are at the same time, owners and users, mm -hmm. and they can speak about what is comfortable, what is not, what and how they use. On Golands, for example, there were lots of live users, mm -hmm. and they had lots of problems. They were sharing in customer support. So it was very uh, interesting and useful always to get to resolve some tickets in customer support to mm -hmm. understand what's going on, what uh, problems these guys really have, mm -hmm. uh, not thinking about pretty buttons, but more thinking about how fast they can withdraw their money, for example. <laughs> you understand yeah, real problems. <laughs> so it's, there is a communication with uh, users, and that's always important to understand why we do this or that. And sometimes, sometimes for business analysts, it's enough to ask this question to a product owner, mm -hmm. because sometimes they have some understanding of how everything should work. And I cannot connect to a real user who will be uh, using the product, for example, but I just ask product owner, why you want this? Why? Uh, do you have any evidence this will help somebody? Yeah. And they're like, okay, I need to think about it more. <laughs> or hopefully they've already done some Sometimes user research or somebody else on their side did the user research. In that case, they always have an answer why yeah. this will be helpful, yeah. who does what in this uh, by the way, Paperclip uh, as a project with, how uh, to say, product approach is really great because before they started the project, they analyzed the sphere and what are the needs and how exactly accountants uh, works and uh, the Kant is accounting by himself. So he really understands what's bad about QuickBooks, for example, and what we can improve. So you've been here, no, yeah, and year and a half, half yeah. year and a half. How do you feel now? Are you not so terrified? Are you, are you, are you not so alone? Totally not alone. <laughs> Absolutely no. <laughs> I like uh, you know, coming to office when people ask, why do you go to office? Well, because I like people and I like communicating with them. I want to talk a little bit about the BA team because you had a mentor, Irina, and she's still your mentor, I yeah. assume. But you guys and gals are all on different teams functioning in your role as a business analyst. How do you guys share and support each other, like intra-team, intra-BA? Do you guys meet up every week? Do you guys, you guys have really cool team building things. You guys went like uh, riding snowmobiles in the forest or something, didn't you? Uh, we did what? We quad bikes in, in the forest. Uh, nope, we were riding horses. Uh. <laughs> That's same, same. same thing, yes. We are the coolest team in Parallax. When we tell about I'm afraid to talk about it on your show because everyone will 
be envious about us even I'm, more. I'm going to go apply right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's uh, we have uh, weekly meetings when we share news about the projects and what's going on, and we can ask questions. And we sometimes ask uh, developers, for example, to join and answer some of our questions. And we had product owner from Golands joined us uh, the last week to talk about how BAs should and should not ask questions, for example. <laughs> Look. So, how should you ask questions? Being nice, and, Being nice and making some research before you ask questions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what BA does, but I just uh, write the whole internet about how accounting works and then go to the product owner with my questions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, accounting in the US is a nightmare. Um, I can't even imagine what, what you found out about that process. <laughs> Yeah, BAs. Uh, so we, we talk about the projects, we get any help uh, we need. And I, that because of these weekly meetings, I understand whom to ask which questions when I come to them. Because sometimes you don't know what to ask during the meeting, but I know more or less what the guys are doing, how they are solving their problems. So when I come to some like integration, I know who have built the same integration or who've been using the same tools uh, Amplitude, for example, I know who uh, used Amplitude in their project, so I can ask questions to them. Tell me, how do you understand the difference between a BA and a product manager? Because I, I, I've asked some other people and they say that, that the terms can be more or less interchangeable and the roles. Uh, the roles can always be a little bit interchangeable, and BAs do different work on different projects. Product manager is more about searching for the evidence, and BA um, works with requirements based on this evidence. So, so it's like grabbing data to understand users' behavior and using different tools to analyze this behavior and building some hypothesis about how that or this might work. That's where it's more about product manager and BA is more about, okay, this is the hypothesis. We want to see will it work and I will work on requirements, how exactly to make, mm -hmm. to prove it or understand it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. More about that. Okay, I've just been curious because you know, in, in startup land, there is a, a world of, of literature and content about product management and a world, an even bigger world about marketing and a whole world about development, but I don't really see anybody talking about business analysis in that depth. Maybe I just need to find better people. Uh, you just don't need, uh, maybe you don't have lots of business analysts uh, uh, among people you know, because there is tons of literature and uh, everything about business analysts. Speaking of the BA team, we are looking for, for new BAs to join us. So if you're interested in joining this awesome and supportive team of very smart people, you can go to join.parallect.com and check out the opening. What would you say to someone that goes there, they look at the opening and they say, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. You should. <laughs> That's all. That, seriously, that's the best BAT I think now in Belarus. Seriously, no joking. 
uh, when I was applying uh, and I had two hour interview with uh, Ksenia and Irina mm -hmm. and I was asking like seriously you have two hours interview the, uh, that's really long and uh, and it's hard to make it and Ksenia was like but I'm searching for people in my team and I want my team to be cool right. and that's <laughs> that's what she does <laughs> Ksenia is great manager being head of BA, and the whole team is absolutely great. Uh, Evgenia Abramovich, who was BA and then shifted to project managers, she anyway was joining our meetings because she just said, oh, guys, you're so cool. I don't want to go only to PM meetings. I will still join your BA meetings. Everyone wants to join our meetings. But you need to be BA to join. I want to join you, man. That, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> you apply by yourself. Yeah. All right. So no questions asked. Just just join. How would you say to someone who's coming from a non-BA role? What can they do to sort of prepare to, for this shift? How can they win the interview? How can they um, make it smoother for the, their own transition into BA? That's always about learning something. It's more complicated to interview junior BA than middle BA. Seriously, there is more theory as asking some theoretical questions because you cannot somehow see that this person is good at being BA because he, he has never been a BA. That's why there is an advice to learn as much as possible from Vigors, for example, to join some BA courses, to understand some theory. Because this is what um, is a marker that you are interested in the sphere, that you have time to prepare, that you have resources to prepare. Not everything will be useful in the future work, but uh, at least it shows that you can learn on all this information and it's easy to check. And English is really important. I think it's like, yeah, if you can join some English lessons, <laughs> that will be helpful. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about communication. Um, what have you learned about communicating with founders or maybe the product owners on the other side through your year and a half here of doing it as a BA? There are people on both sides, you know, that was really, I was afraid of them, seriously. I was afraid of founders and talking native speakers. It was like, oh my God, I need to join the call with Michael. He will eat me through the monitor, something like that. It's the one blessing of remote work. It can't, <laughs> can't actually eat you. No, like it was more like, uh, I will not understand something. He will not understand right. something. will ruin everything because of that. Hmm. But it never happens. <laughs> so it's like very helpful to understand it never happens. And I think in uh, this product... Uh, IT sphere, tech sphere, in fintech maybe, everyone understands what they want to achieve. They are very human-oriented. They understand what they want to get from you and how, and they are always eager to speak to you. When I was working as a journalist, I needed to talk a lot to people and interviewing them, but not all of them really wanted to speak with me. Some of them did not at all. And you need to run after a person trying to interview him and they are like trying to escape from you. Yeah. And that's yeah. what founders never do. <laughs> yeah. It happens with my guests here all the time. They try to get out and we just lock the door. 
Ah, that's what you do. <laughs> I need to check. <laughs> if someone is building a product, they want this product to be cool and to be built and to work as they expect it to be working. And that's why it's easier to communicate. Even with any... There are different clients, different founders. It might be complicated. Some of them are very expressive and some are not and some are more communicative and some are less. But anyway, it's always easier than trying to interview people on the street. <laughs> sure. What have you learned about, uh, about yourself in this role? What keeps you really um, excited about being a BA? What would you like to learn next? What would you like to improve upon? That's um, more all everything is more about people. I like to communicate with people and I like to understand what they think about and what they want to achieve. One part of things that are interesting and that I want to dive into. Mm -hmm. And second part is about structuring everything around me. I like when everything is in a field in Excel uh, <laughs> or on some model. <laughs> I don't like house and I like to organize everything. Uh, and I think it's there are tools and opportunities they have that have been invented before me and I just don't, don't know about them yet. Uh -huh. And I'm like, oh, I need to learn more about how I can organize everything. That's all about writing requirements, about making some models of the system because systems are very... Uh, of high level um, of abstract. It's like something that doesn't exist. It's not a table you can touch and yeah. uh, draw, for example. It's something that just in the head of a person. And it's very hard to speak about the things that are so abstract. Mm. It's something must be working this or that way, the databases, the mm, connections between different services. That's very high level of abstraction. And uh, for me, that's the main challenge, mm -hmm. how to make these abstract things more or less stories and understandable to me and to people I'm talking to. How's it going? Oh, better than a year and yeah. a half ago. <laughs> Much better. That's enough work questions, maybe. <laughs> I talked with Ksenia yesterday about what to ask you about. And she said that you've recently taken up yoga uh, as a way to, well, I won't say why you've done it. You can just tell me why you've done it. What, why? Well, why did you start and, and what does it uh, do for you? Uh, as a I'm person, <laughs> as, as a worker, as an athlete. <laughs> That's a very nervous job, you know. <laughs> you need to meditate right. uh, to stay alive. <laughs> Seriously, I'm a very nervous person. Yeah. I always easily get excited and at the same time I easily get frustrated. For me, it's important to calm down and yoga is at the same time about sports and being with myself without anyone around and at the same time being very calm. Just breathing, getting good time with my body. That's, that's all about it, I think. Okay. <laughs> so I'm waiting when we get yoga back to office because right. we had it, the offline practices, and now... We did, and I went and I tried to find center, but I, I mostly just found out that I was very inflexible. That, that's why you need to go to Yeah, <laughs> I need to go back again. All right, 
Thank you, Ksenia. Do you have anything else you'd like to share with the world before we wrap it up? Mm-hmm. Apply, to, apply to BA position. Yeah, apply <laughs> to the BA position. All right, thank you for coming on the show, Ksenia. Thank you. It was a pleasure to talk with you about everything BA and Georgia. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for watching. Thank you.